Well, there's no one on the stream at the moment, so we haven't got to worry too much. But Lance is just connecting. Uh, Fair enough. Hi, everyone who's watching the episode back at a later date. I know there's no one watching at the moment. Um, hope everyone's well. How are you doing, Mike? Oh, it was Paul. Hi, Paul. Hello. We're all streaming live. Try not to swear. You're live on Channel 4. <laughs> well, that's all right, then. You can get away with swearing on Channel 4. Because <laughs> <laughs> the TBC, none of us are big, so we have to pay for a licence. Just have to ask, Paul, where, where's the magic man come from? What's all that about? I think that might have been... Oh, I set that up last time. You did the other day. <laughs> because someone made a cough. I think it was Lance. He said, uh, whereabouts are you filming from? Because Lance was up in his man cave. And um, old Halo McGee in the top left-hand corner on my screen there with, uh, with his new light. And Lance, there's Lance there. And he's going, where, whereabouts are you filming from? And I'm going, oh, this is where the magic happens, mate. Obviously, I'm in the bedroom streaming. And therefore, my name then became The Magic Man. <laughs> which basically makes me sound like a proper shag nasty who goes, there go. <laughs> goes around into everyone's rooms. Lance, you've gone again. Lance so, on, uh, Lance oh. off. So, so I suppose what, what I suppose what would be really, really good, Paul, if you don't mind, is I appreciate. Obviously, you had a few challenges getting online last week, and you was uh, sorely missed, mate. So, you know, would you like just to give give the audience a little bit of an introduction about you yourself, how, how you come to, to be an airsofter and and started to dip your toes into the Milson world, mate? I think it probably feels the right thing to do is give you a bit of a, a bit a bit of an introduction. Yeah. So, um, obviously, you know, my name's Paul. Um, also, go by Call Sign the Chief uh, on the Insta channel. So, um, regards to airsoft, um, like many things in life, a late bloomer. Um, used to play uh, online uh, Modern Warfare 2, I think it was, um, with a group of guys on a, on a gaming forum uh, on the old PlayStation. And um, a couple of the guys on there, one of them, uh, Richie Bear, who uh, we still play with now, uh, and another guy called Sam Jarrett, um, were running with a group called Wolf Recon. Uh, and they'd been banging on at ages for me to come along uh, and do a bit of airsofting. Uh, and I was like, oh, no, you know, 41-year-old, ain't going to happen. Do you know what I mean? And I'm down a little bit on, on weight now than what I was a, a short while ago, but I was packing quite a bit then uh, in the in the keg belly department. And I thought, no, it's not going to happen. You know, I'm just going to get six foot out of the safe zone, collapse and just spend the rest of the day there trying to get my breath. And then they just kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping. Oh, you should come along. You know what I mean? It's a really relaxed atmosphere. No one judges you. You, you know, you, you just just be who you are, uh, and you'll get along fine. Um, and I've done a little bit of paintball beforehand, um, and and found for the ones that I'd been to, it was a very sort of niche gentleman's club, so to speak. So if you didn't have all the kit, you felt like a bit of an outsider wearing a bit of a boiler suit, um, and that was it. You know. Um, but they eventually got me to go along. Uh, I was fortunate enough to to have some goodies the day I turned up. So um, three years ago, pretty much in this September, just gone, rocked up at Apocalypse in, in Kent, down the bottom of the infamous hill, um, which I didn't know about at the time because the buggers had kept that one quiet. Otherwise, I probably still wouldn't be in Airsoft now. Um, turned up to the bottom of the hill uh, with a nice little gun case that had a, a WE... G19 in it, uh, and a couple of mags, uh, an Ares Pro Oct Arms KM13, um, which is, uh, to be fair, it was a lovely little gun, um, really quiet, really nice motor sound to it. Um, off, I think it was an Osprey vest. Uh, I had me, me DPMs that I got off of uh, eBay for, for next to nothing. Um, three hours later, I made it up the hill, uh, had my first game, and, and that was it. Pretty much fell in love with it. Um, for the camaraderie, the banter, um, and that sadistic little bit of you that likes getting 0.3 BBs laced up the soft spots on your kidneys. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty much, that was how I got into it. And then over time, obviously, you know, I've grown to know um, sort of you guys um, through various other arenas and forums and, um, you know, uh, and obviously the Milsim front that we're talking about now, still catch up with Richie Bear. Um, Sam Jarrett's not, not been out as much. He had some issues um, with his back, which put him out for a little while. Um, and yeah, three years throughout the journey. Um, one, or, one or two, not much, just a couple of little bits of extra kit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> um, which I picked up at all of it for a bargain. 75 quid, I think, roughly all in. 
um, with change. And uh, uh, yeah, and then that's it, you know. And then and now still still really enjoying it, but you know, st- having to sort of see the skirmish side of stuff now for for more setting my kit how I want it to be, um, you know, uh, and sort of getting a bit of dare we say target practice, but just making sure the hops are right and the kit that I've got now is all running smooth because I've tended to sort of like the the battle sim stroke mill sim a little bit more, which I think you probably you guys probably covered on the last episode. It's, it's the difference between getting in a 950cc full Fiesta, um, you know, to getting into the car I've got now. It, it, it's just worlds apart in both the way that you're immersed into uh, in, into the world of Airsoft, which all of a sudden becomes a little bit closer to, but not, you know, you're still big boys running around with toys, some bigger boys than others. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're still doing that, but it's got a bit more routine. It's more demanding, more physical on the body and, and your mindset needs to be right. And you're more dependent on your teammates, but you rock up to a skirmish. You can, you know, just basically you just bugger off on your own, can't you? And, and do what you like. Whereas the Milsim side of stuff where you, you are dependent on people and you've got your brother standing next to you, you know, trying to keep them awake at three o'clock in the morning after doing four hours sort of stagging. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, and all you've, yeah, all you've got them by is like a little pack of cheap Haribos, um, you know, and, and you're down to your last BBs, but you're bonding that you've got between you and this, this you know, this banter that you've got and this this sort of eagerness to win um, carries you through the darkest of nights. And I think that's really what's got me to love that aspect of Airsoft. Nice. Good, bag good, of Haribos good. nicely segues into the, the topic of this evening's conversation. Well, as you can see from my slender frame, <laughs> I, I don't even like sweets. Uh, I'm purely a, a bit of celery or a lettuce leaf man myself. <laughs> um, it's this screen. I don't know what it, it does. Something I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm only seven and a half stone. You get called um, weird names if you rock up to a milsey with a cucumber. Though, I'll tell you. Uh, you do, mate. I mean, I'm seven no, and a half stone on the left leg. Um, <laughs> now I think I'm about eight stone on the right leg. Uh, and then, and then the rest of it's torso uh, and man boobs. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's just that, you know, it's that, it's that knowing that you look to the left when you're on these Milsim events, and the guy that's standing next to you has got your back, and you look to your right, and the guy that to the right hand side of you has got your back, and you're all there together. You know, if one of you goes down, you go down together. It, you know, or you succeed together, you win together. Uh, and, and really, and it, boys camping as well, which is fantastic. Exactly. Well, awesome. Talking of food, right? How does everyone cook their food? This is a uh, this is the interesting one. I know we've all got Lance has everything, so um, Lance is going to cover basically everything bar jet boils. <laughs> I've, I've got a Bell in twin oven. Just throw that out. Yeah, a Bell in twin oven and a microwave. I don't know about you lot. <laughs> Either that, I've got Uber or yeah. Deliveroo. <laughs> Mike, I noticed you've got a, a jet boil there behind you. Do you want to uh, talk a bit about yeah. that? So I suppose that uh, handily placed. There we go. As if by magic. Placed. And and as if by magic, I will be uh, I will be firing up in a minute for a cup of tea. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I use a jet boil. Um, this is the, the jet boil flash. Uh, I think you know you can pick them up for around sort of like 80, 90 quid to be fair, if not a little bit cheaper from from you know everyone's favourite sort of online uh, marketplace or you know from a, a go outdoors you know sort of camping stores. So you know wide widely available and um, very much run of your meal to be fair. And for me, you know, I mean, I suppose when I'm out, um, you know, on meal sims, I just want something sort of light lightweight easy to use and compact that i can just either sort of boil up some water and, and have hot drinks during the day um or just more of a case of you know if i need to sort of you know cook up some food you, you know i'm sure we're all sort of familiar with, with ration packs or like the way i think it's the wayfarer meals isn't it that come in like the boil of the bags or if you know if i'm feeling really really dirty and naughty over the weekend something like a dirty old pot noodle um but just just, just you know just just something just something oh, hot, you know it's um you know, again, obviously, we've been out, you know, sort of playing events in, in varying degrees of weather, etc. And um, most of the times at night, it's cold, you know, so I want sort of, you know, some some hot food, some hot drink. Um, and, and the jet world for me is, like I say, it's compact. Um, you don't need too much with it, to be fair. 
Um, you can fire it up and you, you can you boil, boil some water in, you know, in a couple of minutes, really. So, you know, there's no particular bells and whistles for what I use. Um, but, you know, it just probably just suits what I need, really. You know, I'm not not into eating too much over a weekend. You know, I want my sort of my, my basic food, a um, couple of meals during the day and sort of one, one load of sort of like sugary snacks and that. But, but yeah, so for me, just a jet boil, really. It's, um, you know, I remember rocking up to, to my first 24-hour meal sim with couple of fire lighters and like one of those little sort of uh sort of like boy scout sort of things that open like cantilever's open and um, cooking some bits on there and then someone very quickly said get yourself a jet boil really really useful and to be fair four years later i've never really looked back so so yeah no as i said no no bells and whistles but but that's me really i, I, I remember when i rocked up to my first event honestly i, I probably could have done a sunday roast because it was it was <laughs> my first overnighter was longmore um, and I was like, I don't know what to take. You know what I mean? I, 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 I literally, I don't know what sort of stuff to pack. And then someone said to me, don't worry, guy. You don't forget you can park your car right outside, but you need to drop your kit off. And then that's basically, right, get the removals guys in because everything that is in your, in your house, you can pretty yeah. much take with you. So I had one of those big old burners that you put the gas bottles in the side, I had frying pans, bacon. It was just a full bifter. Uh, and now, you know, for me, similarly, if I'm cooking, I've, yeah, jet boil. That's it. You know, that's why I've not whopped mine out for for the show because uh, it's already been covered by Mister <laughs> Martin. Just because Mike's whopped uh, his one out, Paul. Well, to be fair, <laughs> it, it, mine's fairly new in the packet. Mike's is more used. Um, uh, you you used and haggard. <laughs> yeah, mine's old and withered. <laughs> <laughs> Cover some of the things that you've got because I know you've got a little selection well, of uh, different bits and pieces. I mean, I've got a jet boil as such, like the the method of heating the water is a jet boil, but it's the Highlander version of it, which is a retail for around about 50, 45, 50 quid. It's, a, it's exactly the same. I mean, there's the cup you get, I think it holds a litre of water, rubber lid. I'm trying to get the camera angles right, so there's that. That is, is a, it's exactly it, isn't it? Exactly as it, it is. Exactly, it is a, essentially a jet boil. It's just the Highlander version. I think they call it, I'm trying to think the name of it. It's like a hurricane tank, rather. It obviously takes the standard threaded gas cylinder. Um, did have a base, but I can't find that. So you just dig a little hole in just to keep it stable. That's what obviously screws on, blah, blah, blah. And there you go, litre of water in under a minute and a half or something. Boil a litre of water. 90% um, of the time I use that. I use that when I go for meal sims. I use it when I go fishing. I use it down my allotment for heating water or whatever. It's just a great, really fast little bit of kit. Um, and having said, obviously, I've got, you've got your standard sort of um, gas burner adapter for a um, for a cylinder. Again, it works. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. You know what I mean? That will work. It will heat water. But obviously, with a jet boil or the Highlander version, it does it a lot quicker. And when you're on a mill sim and you haven't got a great deal of time to get some scoff down there, you want something that's going to be like on the money and you can just turn it on and that's it, job done. And you can get like, a couple of guys, you can get, eat a couple of meals up, you can get two hot drinks out of one boil, really. So that's two of you then squared away. I, I know the likelihood of your, your jet boil going belly up, but that's a perfect little, just a backup to having your bag, isn't it? Oh, it takes up no got... space whatsoever, that. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've actually got one that's even smaller than this, Paul. I think the, it comes with a tiny... I mean, it's about four or five quid off of eBay, and it comes in a tiny little orange plastic click-shut case, and it's probably uh, that sort of size there, and it actually it, it folds out. The wings fold out of it. Yep. Tiny, tiny little regulator with screws into the cap. Like you say, a little emergency backup. Nothing wrong with that at all. Really cool. Especially when it's uh, weather's a bit bit cold and you just want something like inside your stomach, don't you? Um, you've got to. You've got to. Especially, yeah, like you said, we're, going in, we're getting into the fall now. We're getting heading in towards the winter months when you're doing events like that um yeah it's crucial you've got to be able to get at least a hot drink down you at a minimum yep. you know but um yeah i mean predominantly i use uh, my jet boil um i've got a couple of bits i've got the old british army uh, hexamine burner which is again it works you know what i mean it don't, it, you can't say that it doesn't work because it will heat water it takes a lot longer you have to use a couple of blocks but it, it will do the job with the old mess tin on the top um and i think i actually did use this to try and stay true to form when we done the falklands milsim I actually tried making a point, so I took the 58 webbing back and I took uh, the hexamine burner, mess tin, a couple of couple of uh, one litre water bottles in my webbing and uh, sort of try and stay true to the sort of era we were going for. And, and, yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's tried and tested. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it is what it is. He's been with serving, serving infantry, you know, for, for, for a long time. So However, yeah, and obviously there's the newer version there, which come with the um, uh, with the uh, fire dragon uh, gel. Uh, basically, that's replacing the hexamine block, basically. So it's like a gel yep. tab, more efficient, cleaner burn, and there's a bit of a newfangled um, burner stand there, which literally you'd set up. It folds nice and flat. You know, the wind guard comes out. And I mean, that, I mean that's iPhone size, so you, you can stick that in. Yeah. You know I mean, and that, you know, again, and it works. You know, it heats water up. It's a lot more efficient than the, the old hexamine burner, but and it does work. So I guess one of the so I guess one of the benefits of the jet boil is just the compactness. That's always been like the major selling point for me. I don't actually have one of those. I'll, I'll talk about something a, a little bit different in a bit. Mm. But um, I know obviously one of the sales points of everyone that sort of talks about them to me is that obviously you put the gas canister in the main in the main. Uh, mug and everything like that it, it folds to quite a nice little compact kit yeah, yeah if it's the if it's the bigger bottle though you're screwed it won't go in there um oh, so yeah. if you're going with the tiny I mean, the ones thing, the tiny I bottle's mean, working fine but so i've got sorry just to jump in and answer that someone's looking at the one i've got here the 100 grams 3.53 ounces and that fits in there that's probably more of a medium size one and to be fair when i've when i've gone to a, a 48 hour meal sim that's lasted me all weekend yeah yeah, I think I'm pretty sure this can this will do me a weekend quite easily. That's 240 gram. That that will do me a weekend, boiling up dinners, all that sort of business. So, um, and and again, when you're doing your cooking, it's always good to have a buddy system. So, like if, if say for example, me and Mike are together, um, we don't necessarily need two jet boils. You know, we could quite happily operate use Mike's jet boil. I'll bring an extra tin of gas and and an extra bit of water, and you'll supply the jet boil. You know, if you're if you're in that close proximity, there's no point both you sitting there with one jet boil each going. You might as well use because you you get two meals in there. You'll get enough water in there for a brew afterwards once you've heated your meal up. So yeah, travel smart, which always good. So yeah. that travel light, travel smart. I think that's a key bit, isn't it? I think I think I think equally. I think you know, Lance puts a, a really really good sort of a point in there that you know pe people naturally buddy up. You know, and so the kit. Um, and equally, you know, I'm sure. sure know if, if someone locked up you know and it's sort of share and share alike as well isn't it you know we've been there you know and i've got back you know i've been shot out first and i've got back to the fob so the first thing i've done is just you know literally brewed up put a full sort of lot in there for the jet ball make myself a cup of tea and anyone who comes back you know who wants one you know you've got the hot water on the go just that whole bit of camaraderie supporting the team and you know it's just one of those silly things like keep keeping the morale up isn't it you know oh, you generally have someone looking autopilot you get the brew on and then it's like everyone's like yep yeah, come on let's get a brew down you make it feel better or whatever's happened but um, it's interesting just looking at one of the comments that wayne stuck <laughs> in there um about he puts his uh, gas canister inside a, a sports sock so it doesn't scratch up the inside of the jet boil Oh, that's a good shout. shout. Yeah. See, yeah. my jet boil, what I normally do with the main cut, <coughs> excuse me, is I'll put the um, the regulator, wherever I put it. Mound up. Why are you looking for it, Lance? <laughs> Ned's plane just said the only downside to the jet boil is when you put the gas bottle in the cup to store it. Make sure the gas canister is not dry. Oh, just make sure it's dry and not wet because of it leaving rust in the cup. So I, what I normally do is I never put... No one likes a rusty cup. I never put the gas can inside the... Um, I, I put the regulator in there. And then on top of that goes my brew kit. Um, and that stops any battle rattle. So if you're running around with the fat in there, as soon as you put a brew kit in there or a couple of bits and packs it out, it, it takes away the sound. So I just put the regulator in and then the brew kit. The, the, the cylinder goes separate to another pouch. So I always keep them cool. Like that. I have some of these in the top of mine. So the, uh, That's it, the three and yeah, ones in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, so you've obviously got the, the, the regulator, you've got the, the gas. I think mine, I must have picked up the bigger bottles because I've, unless I'm not not being a bit sort of manly with mine, squeezing them in, it, it, mine won't fit inside the cup. I'm not sure. What, what one you got, Mike? What's, what jet boil you got? Uh, jet boil flash. Yeah. So I've got the jet boil flash, but I think it's the two. Or whatever it is, I don't know if there's a difference in size, but it probably it's just me with the bottles. As you often comment, it's technically it's ten times, well, most nine times out of ten, maybe it's technical error or human error that the reason <laughs> something don't work. Um, but but yeah, if you stick some of these in the top as well, it tends to dampen it down a little bit, and uh, exactly, you've got your yeah. brew ready to go. The only downside, but obviously creamers, it don't cool it down that much, does it? You've not got the cold milk, so just watch it before you go in, yeah. lips deep, and uh, set fire to your mouth. 
<laughs> been there, done I mean, that. We've all been there. I mean, like say with the, with the jet ball, they're all, I mean they are all, all well and good, but I mean the only thing, the only sort of downside that I can see from a jet ball is that if the regulator fails or if the cylinder fails, then you know that's it. Then really, you're, you're sort of game over. With um, with obviously the likes of the hexamine burner or say for example the crusader burner, um, you, any solid fuel, so you can get a twig fire going on that. You know, if you run out of hexamine blocks or or dragonfire blocks. You know, you can get a twig fire, you can keep that burning, and you can still heat water and and and, and brew up and and cook your ration meal, whatever it is you need to do. You're not you're not reliant on one particular type of fuel to uh, to create um, your heat for, for heating up water and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So, the, I, I find these sorts of cooking uh, stoves, if you like, more versatile than a jet boil. You know, jet boil is reliant on its cylinder of gas, whereas these you can pretty much use anything to get the heat going. I'll say that first event that we went to in, uh, which was at Longmore, that's when I first went with uh, Jarrett and Dennis, Steve um, and Sean Cooper. Uh, and I'll tell you what, so we didn't get much sleep and we had a slot to go back to and that slot was cut down. Um, and just getting back and having something hot to eat. And I remember Sean, he was like, I'm getting back out there. He said, I don't need any sleep. He said, I'm not cooking the MREs. And he just went in cold and I'm like, oh, you know, worst case scenario, you can go cold, but just that bit of heat, you know, something warm, you know, that you're having, and it's warming your hands up as well when you're eating it down, and it just it's comforting, and then you can crack back on, but mm, he was just definitely. savage, mate, straight in, pack it open and just poured it in, grabbed a handful of Mark 5s and just went straight back out. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a bit of an animal. Well, I'm actually, uh, I was going to take this, mate, I've got one of these. So this is a self-heating ration pack. Was that similar to the US? Yeah, so um, this doesn't actually come from any particular kit. This is uh, just a, a website, which I'll, I can put the link in the description. Hotpackmeals.co.uk um, so I forget that, folks. What was it one more time? Hotpackmeals.co.uk Give me two seconds. I'm just going to pop downstairs and grab something. Yeah, no sure. worries. So uh, this is this is a chilli con carne, um, which if, looks if delightful. If he comes back with no clothes on, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> this the, um, is cab. So the kit's basically got this uh, little pack of water in it, uh, which is not for drinking, apparently. All right. Um, but what you do is you put your food inside this sachet. Yep. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can really make it out on the camera, but there's a there's like a little uh, packet Element, of chemicals in there as well. So that. So what you do? Looks... Is it just. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. I was just trying. Yeah, to... you just so you just slide your food in. Um, whack in the little packet of water that comes with it, and you leave it for about 10 15 minutes, and it literally just cooks itself. Um, so that's got the same as the uh, like the US one, so they come with something very similar, yeah. and then you get like a cardboard sleeve that, that it slides into, so it holds it all together. Um, and then you literally pour sort of, I don't know, yay much water in, and then it must, it must cause like a chemical reaction with the filaments that are inside, yeah, and then it starts sure to heat up. It's like magnesium or something like that, and um. Some sort of compound like that. But the, the benefit I've had of these is genuinely on a really, really cold night, it doubles up as a water bottle afterwards. Because um, <laughs> this thing keeps going for quite a while. So I literally just had that tucked in under my sleeping bag for a little bit. It does Not get ready, quite hot. Though, <laughs> <laughs> Got this glow. So, so, so what was the inspiration for that then, Mike? Um, you know, why was that, you know, your, your, your personal preference over, you know, a, a hexy stove or a jet boil well, or something? Got... Yeah, I've got another gas kit as well, I'll show you in a second. But the benefit of this is that the whole kit is there. That's it. You don't need any any heating, anything like that. You literally just take that with you. You can whack in um, you know, any old any old MRE pack. It's no problem at all. Um, and you're not sitting there, there's no flame, there's no like light signature or anything from it. Um, you know, you don't need a lot of light necessarily just to put a bag in a bag. Um, and that's it, it heats it up straight away. I was at um one of the Legion Mill Sims where we're at the forward fob, you know, like the sand fob. Uh, Alamo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Alamo with the, with like that wooden wooden barn building in there. And we were sitting in there. I just whacked one of them in. I able to continue firing while it was shooting. No worries. It's just cooking away in the background. It's nice. I, I mean, I didn't that, realise uh, what uh, they were. Sorry, See, I, I that. Is that one of them self-heating? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, I think I tried it. It was a, I think it was a Latvian MRE I got, courtesy of um, Andre, I think it was, at Apocalypse. Maybe want to try out. Which actually, very nice, very toasty. Yeah. And I think the Latvian ones you eat cold and it gives you a slap just for good measure. 
yeah, with a, with a shot or something afterwards just to wash it down. But I, I didn't realise that they, they did those, so I just thought usual things. So like the British MREs or wherever it is, you just heat them up yourself on whatever system that you've got. And uh, I was doing the usual thing where you flick through on eBay and just find stuff to order and you go, oh, you know, different different ones. And I was searching the British Rat Pack ones, trying to find anything that's not a vegetable curry or has got tuna in it. Um, and stumbled across those. And I saw them and thought, oh, it's brilliant. US MREs. What's going to be good about it? They're going to have all sorts of treats in them. They're going to be, you know, full of maple syrup and God knows what. And I noticed that a few of them did M&Ms. So I bought about five of these MREs. Can't remember how much they were now. Two ninety nine. Again, price-wise, a little bit more. Um, literally just chasing after a pack of M&Ms. And I got these things through and I opened them all up and there wasn't any M&Ms in it. Or they, were like, or they were all sort of Ranger bars and all this sort of stuff or cookie tops. And I was absolutely gutted. And then the wife kindly reminded me I could have just gone down to the 7-Eleven and picked up a packet of M&Ms. <laughs> I bought all these MREs. It's not the point, though. It's not the point. <laughs> it's not the point. It was like I wanted the Holy Grail, but I didn't get it. And then when I was looking in there, I found these heat packs. I did try it once. The only thing that I found with the heat packs that come in the US MREs, if you're not careful, it tends to heat one side um, yeah. and it doesn't get all the way around. So you kind of have to make sure you... Yeah, you, you know, just have to sort of sit there and mush it around sort of, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, mush it around a little bit. Um, There's a few... You sort of get a few a comments bit. coming in from people. So uh, Nathan Warren says, uh, you can whack it down the plate carrier to warm you on the colder nights after cooking. That's not a bad shout. I, I mean, bad. to be fair, I warn you, it was a bit hot when I was sleeping on it. Um, I genuinely thought I'd caught fire at one point. Um, so do do? be just careful. Under the, under the gooch, do you? Just yeah, just, just, a little, just a little tuck under. It was nice. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I must admit, I'm going to have to be careful then because Richie told me there's only one way to warm up on a cold milsim night and it turns out ain't the only, that's not the only way. It's also these heat packs. Uh, Rage <laughs> I, wonder, of I wonder why you wanted to get in. Rage of Files jumped on and said they take a while to heat up. That's fair enough. I mean, they're not always the most efficient. And as Paul mentioned, obviously, you know, it can heat up one side a little bit. So it's um, it's not great. But, you know, as somebody pointed out, uh, I'll find it in the chat. Uh, Rage File, again, you obviously don't have to carry the cooking gear, which obviously makes quite a big difference. It's all, yes, you, you don't know. You up, haven't you, really? Yeah. So, I mean, you're not obviously going to get a brew out of that, necessarily. I've... I've Maybe someone can. I don't know if there's some sort of adapting kit or something that you could whack a bottle of water or something in there. But yeah, I it's think not on, the, on the US ones, you get the the chocolate one, so the chocolate powder or whatever. If you put a bit of water in that and put that in with your dinner as well, while it's heating up, it does your cup of joe one side or your chocolate one side, and then the other side it's doing your your because the, the the American ones you either get a breakfast or a dinner. There's no like twenty four wrap packs where you get. You know, all days worth. It, it's like in portions, um, right. but you get a drink. So you can do, memory, yeah, you can do your hot drink one, and you can you get your your meal. Um, whereas obviously with the British MREs, you get all day breakfast, usually something with tuna for lunch, um, uh, and then you know like a curry or something like that for for your dinner. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yes, all day long. Oh, pretty I was just going to, something um, was comforting going to... about beans, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about the other kit I've got as well. So I, um, for the most part, I run... Um, let me just make me... There we go. There we go. So for the most part, I run basically these two mess tins, um, which, as Lance said earlier, gives you the advantage. You can just whack these on a fire if need to be. Well, so it's um, tried and tested, isn't it, Mike, really? Exactly. And then within that, I've got my, um, I've got my little gas canister. I've got a little foot system. Uh, that came from Decathlon, I think. That's quite a good. Highly recommend one of those. Um, that's the Coleman burner. So it's just literally a little uh, burner kit that screws on one on the other. So I think, Lance, this is what you were sort of talking about. It's not the most yeah. ideal in terms of wind and stuff, but basically you screw that onto a little... Screw that onto there, then that goes onto there. So that's that's your cooking system. Um, I also, to be fair, I've got a few other bits and pieces there as well. So I've got a little portable bellows. Um these are quite good. I got this for like two quid off of Amazon. Yeah. I think it was two quid. It's just literally a little metal fold-up straw. Um, so I think if you're you, trying I've... to light a fire, this is brilliant for just getting the air exactly where you want it in the fire. Obviously, you don't did... suck and you blow, but... Did you, nick that? Did, you, did you nick that off my Ford Fiesta in the 90s? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, looks aerial, like, it? it looks like my aerial, man. <laughs> I wonder what bastard nicked that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other things I've just got is uh, just a little lighter, and I've got a little ceramic knife as well. I managed to pick up from like a little uh, kitchen store. 
Mm-hmm. It's quite useful. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's that's all fits into my kit, and I can whack that in a sort of pattern fifty-eight pouch. Um, so, Mike, is that is that kit you've just shown us there? Is that the kit that you generally take nine times out of ten to an event? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I I say that if any of the pattern fifty-eight games wherever we run webbing, this is always in my webbing kit. Um, right. It is a bit rattly. I might have to uh, I might have to buy some socks uh, to you know. Tuck that. That's not a bad shout. Um, Stockings. But yeah, so it's really easy. I mean, you basically just fill that one with water. You boil that. You put that one over the top to stop the uh, heat from rising too much, and then job done. Perfect. Um, yeah. It worked like I say. If it works, it works. You know, it's yeah. tested, so nothing wrong with it. And it also the whole kit probably cost me twenty quid in total, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to you know eighty quid for a jet ball. Now that being said, I am looking at buying a jet ball at some point, because um, you know kit, but. Um, because I haven't got enough. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I've used this for like eight years, and it's still working fine. You know, obviously replace the little canister of gas. Um, that's yeah. Nice. It is that massive morale booster, though, isn't it? That's the thing behind it all. You know, it is, just, yeah, that, just that hot brew. Even when, you know, when it's pissing with rain and the wind's blowing around your ear holes, and you sat there with your mate having a having a cup of tea chatting about what you're going to go and do next yeah I mean, there is one um uh which i don't use on a mill sim but again it is another option and it's a trangier stove which is a methylated spirit burner um uh, i don't know if i can prefer for scale so it's in the palm of my hand there literally remove the cap that gets unscrewed and then within that there if i can just tilt my phone sorry my webcam broke this evening so Methylated spirit. So you literally ignite that, and that will burn and burn and burn until there's no tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't personally use this on a mill sim. Uh, I use it to do a lot of my wild camping and my bushcraft, and it obviously comes in a nice little handy storage pouch. Um, and then when it comes to transport, I've actually got a proper designated fuel slot, uh, flask, which are readily available. Um, I'm just putting some of the methylated spirit in. Uh, very efficient burn. I mean, that that'll, that'll last me. A, I could feel that, and that'll last me a weekend. Just what's in there, and that's in the literally that's in the palm of my hand. Just what's the uh, what's the burn time like on it, mate? If you wanted to knock a brew up uh, for this, I mean, if you wanted to, boil, I mean, I if I'm using that, I would literally only ever use my Crusader cup, which, is, which yep. would literally just sit straight on top of it. And you're probably looking at between sort of like five and six minutes to boil. I mean, that's a good cup size. You know, what I mean, that's a that's a that's a hefty old cup. The thing is, considering the size of the real estate for that little burner, yeah. that's that, not a bad that. compromise, is it? Especially if you just if it's your bushcraft weekenders. That's it, yeah. And you tra- and you want to travel as light as possible. So literally, that I mean, that's how small the burner is. I mean, it sits inside the cup. You know what I mean? So mm. I mean, the cups is again palm size. But um, moving on to the Crusader cup while we're here, I mean, it, this is again another versatile bit of kit. You can heat water straight over open flame. You can get I think it's the BCP, and it's actually a cup pot carrier, so you can actually rig that up. And that will sit around the lip of the cup, and you can hang that over open fire to heat on. Um, again, yeah, very versatile, and that comes in conjunction with the Crusader base plate that you put uh, fuel tablets or um, hexamine blocks, or again, you can just have a twig fire going in there, and that just keep going and going and going. If you're brewing up, do you go straight from the cup, or do you transfer it into another one so you can burn your lips? Well. Uh, Funny you should say that, Paul. Um, I made, I have made the mistake. There's no script, them. by the way. That was a genuine question. <laughs> That's why you always oh, have right. a sniper tape on my side. Sniper tape on it. Yeah. That's it. So if you do use metal cups, trust me, if you want to keep the skin on your lips, then <laughs> I suggest you put some sniper tape around there. Now, don't get me wrong, that is gipping and has never been washed, but nice. It just, it's, it's savoury, right? And it just adds seasoning. So. <laughs> And it doesn't, and it stops the burn because I've done it before, but it's been boiling on up one. Yeah, only yeah, I ask because I've, I've been there and done it. So just before uh, the meal sim that we went to, one of the longmore ones, it was um, it must have been Father's Day or something like that. And one of the kids got me a, one of the, the sort of cups from Clinton's. You know, we're like number one world's best dad. There must be yeah. only be one mug because obviously you can't be the loads of world's best dads, surely. No, um, but yeah, went there, did me brew, put it into the mug. Set it to one side, picked it up. That's it. It's just like game over. So anything yeah. I ate for the weekend, 
was going over these almost blistered lips where this metal cupboard like, <laughs> yeah. you're all right you're not enjoying yourself no i've got that lip mate I'm just burn it on the fucking cup <laughs> one father's of the day. Um, happy father's day look at my mouth <laughs> one of the benefits of the pcb set as well is that it fits around the osprey water bottle doesn't it it does indeed mate yeah that's not scripted <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, that's obviously the 58 pound cup which comes on the top, which is uh, safe to drink, boiling up water from because it's plastic and doesn't heat up. So um, you can always transfer into one of them. I and mean, then these are cheap as chips. I mean, you can, there's got to be five, between sort of five and 7.99 on eBay or any army surplus. But um, again, tried and tested bottle. I always uh, put a paracord lanyard around my bottle so um, just easier to pull it out of your webbing pouch. So you always, I always have that hanging outside of the pouch. So I can just grab that and it'll pull. I'll get the whole bottle out then. And it's literally just a bit of paracord, sniper tape around the bottle with my initials on there. So I know it's my one. Um, and yeah, and obviously that'll go inside the Challenger cup as well. So it's all very sort of modular. So that'll all fit inside a webbing pouch. So there's basically a cook set there. Yeah. Lance, we've had a, a comment from Rage File again. Uh, do you have the full transier kit? Uh, no, I've only got the very small uh, burner, mate. Purely, that's all I wanted to get. I haven't, I haven't got the big stacking system where you can steam and do all the other bits and bobs. I've purely got just the tiny little brass burner. That's all I've got for, for my. I remember kit. the full transier kit from my days back in the Scouts. Yeah, that was yeah, it. That was, yeah, mate. We, we had that, right, and yeah. each each of our little platoons or whatever it was had one in our, our kit kit box, and oh, it was like, oh, mate, it was like next level cooking. It used to an open yeah. fire, but. That was yeah, the days awesome. when you could go and get you can go and get meths and paraffin and all whatever it was from a pump at the petrol garage. I, mean, I remember those days. Can't get that now. Swedish army cooks are there as well. That's a nice little cup. Something you don't usually see very often. That's a yeah, it's a Swedish army cooks are. It's called K U K S A. And it's, mm. uh, but it's quite yeah. You hold it literally to the side like that. So like Mike's um uh oh Mike your your uh four guard that you mentioned last week oh the um yeah, yeah the uh, gas pedal your gas pedal so it's, yeah. it's very similar obviously and it just sits between the index and the thumb and round the, and hold it around the cup and that's it it's a very comfortable drink right there. So Mike, have, have you always used a, a jet boil mic or did you have um, so i had a on my on my first event i had a hexi stove um you know which is absolutely fit for purpose um, and and done well, done what it needed to. It's just like I say, I happened to see someone else using a jet boil. Um, you know, it was probably just done a probably a bit better job of being able to put everything in inside it. You know, for for your cooking and you know a couple of Russian packs etc. Fit inside it, um, and it just obviously brewed up a little bit quicker. So I thought we'd just just move for one of them really. Um, yeah. But like I say, you know, a, a five ten quid hexi stove for that particular weekend done me absolutely fine. So I think you know it's that old chestnut of you know for anyone getting into this or looking to do their sort of first sort of overnighter. You, you know, you don't need to go and invest big money. You know, you can get away with it, you know, for, for like I say, less than, less than 10 quid. Or I think as, as Nine Volts already said upstairs, you know, in regards, he's got all of his kit for around 20 quid. So I think, yeah, it's whatever suits. I suppose that's the upside as well, isn't it? Because if you do go with something, you know, not massively expensive, rather than going out and blind like the 90 quid on the jet ball straight away, you go to your first event and then you get to see what everyone else is using and see what works for you because i think everyone's made that mistake where you know be it airsoft be it milsim be it whatever we all rock up with you know whatever and and the next week well we love this and we go out and buy an absolute bucket load of kit only to realize yeah that might have been a bit premature uh, and then we end up stepping back and then you know selling kit off or binning it and then getting more kit without because we've not really done that bit of research into into what's best yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, testing that. So I, I, I would be really interested. So, so Rage Files very, you know, he's very a big advocate of the Trangier, and I must admit, I he talked about the full Trangier kit, and I've just um, googled it and had a quick look in that. So it'd be really interesting for for Rage Files to sort of maybe pop something in the comments that just says, you know, why is that his his go to piece of kit as opposed to a Hexi burner or a Jet Boil? Just really interested to know. Again, it's all about you know different aspects and, and what people see value and benefit in. So we could if Rage File can just drop us a note and let us know. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, and it, again, it's, it all comes down to personal preference and, and also what you're comfortable in using. You know, I mean, if, if you're comfortable with having open fire, obviously it's not the most tactical thing in the world. I doubt it. It would be quite frowned upon in a mill sim. Everyone else is trying to 
keep the harbour area nice and covert and you're sat there and you've just got a raging, a raging fire going in the background with a sausage on the stick sticking out the ground. a chicken. <laughs> depending on your event. So if you if you was doing that Falklands event where you've got to rump your ass up to, to each stage, you know, if you've rocked up, you're you you're already invading British forces and you're down in the car park at Apocalypse, your first level's this. You've got your 110 litre Bergen with rocket pockets on the side as well, weighing nuts down like a good one. The last thing you want to be umping is is a fecking great big cooking kit. Exactly. You know? yeah. So, but on other occasions when you're going somewhere like Longmore and you can park up, you've got, you know, you're dropping your kit off, you know, and, and you've got a bit more flex on that front, then you can kind of get away with it, mm. which, you, you know, I can see how over the years you've built up. You know this this plethora, if you will, of of cooking kit that you've got mm, through yeah, various definitely. needs from various events. You know, yeah, definitely. And like you say, and, and some of it, I, think, I find that it can be a bit of nostalgia as well. Just so you, obviously, when I used to be in the army cadets, and we used to always use the hexamine burners when we was out on when we went like summer camp or Christmas camp. You have your little hexy block and your little rat packs and best tins and that. And it almost it's almost that smell of that little hexamine block burning it just like brings back loads of good memories yeah. of being in the army cadets and. <laughs> You know, smells, like victory. smells like victory. Smells like victory. in the morning. <laughs> Rachel Files just came on and says uh, he's got a jet ball, which is good for quick cooking, but the transit can do a few people and he's low profile and stands up to weather as well. Yeah, cool. And, and that's a really that's a really good point, isn't it? You know, and and you know that is is exactly what I wanted. And and, and thanks, Rage, for that. You know, because it's just beginning to get you to think a bit differently. You know, how many of us? you know, have gone to a Milsim and we're on the same team and how many of us have turned up with the same piece of kit, a jet boil, you know, so, you know, on one FOB, there's 15 different jet boils, but actually, you know, thinking smart, we all moan about the amount of stuff we're lugging back and forth to an FOB. If we're thinking smart and it's a game where you've got no fixed fob, then brilliant. One person takes that um, transier piece of kit and then, you know, does that whole role of, of you know, got the water, Bruise up for everyone. It's one piece of kit as opposed to thirteen people having thirteen jet boils. So yeah, it's definitely for me just to yeah, it's just for me just something to start thinking about more. That if I'm if I'm going to an event with Paul, I'm gonna have him taking everything now and and I'm gonna roll light. So I'll be I'll be your mule. I'm about to say yeah, not that sort of mule. You know, we could just call you. It should be the call sign saddlebags. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it, man. They're just there from the. <laughs> but it's, but it's no, I think you're absolutely good, right to really say if, if you know if you're going out as a two-man recon team, you know, or a three-man recon team, uh, and you, you're going out, you, you know, you potentially six hours where you're going to be dug in or moving around point to point to point. You don't need three jet boils. You know, you've got one guy carries the jet boil, another guy sticks two liters of water in his bag. And another guy sticks a you know a couple of liters in his bag or whatever, and and you sort of share the load out. You know, if, exactly. if we yeah, sort of went off and done some of our bits or whatever, you go right. You know, you stick that in yours, I'll stick that in mine, and then you know you brew up, you brew up together. You've got half a cup each or whatever out of one of those jet balls. Hell, quite a bit. Mm. Um, you know, and that's that's it. You know, travel travel smart. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so just think. And like you said, when it when it comes to like Milsim events and things like, I mean, I remember like my first one. Um, the amount of stuff I took with me was ridiculous, but I think you need to have that sort of baptism under fire and take what you think you need for that first event. And then afterwards, you sort of go through your kit and you dissect it a bit and you think, right, well, let me unpack all my stuff now and have a pile of stuff I use and a pile of stuff I didn't use. And then you sort of start to then tailor your kit to you then and your needs and, and, and how you operate sort of thing like that. So it, it, it will slowly decrease down to the point where you'll be in a comfortable position where you've got a your main pack, you've got either your weapon or plate carrier or both potentially. Um, but then everything will be packed how you know it. You could find anything you need in the dark without having to faff about with torches and things like that. You'd know where it all is and you'd know uh, what the feel of it is, whether it's in some particular type of pouch or inside inside the bag or anything like that. So it's all, it's all down to tailoring like, and having that brew kit and having that, having your cook set and, and knowing where it is and what to do with it and, and what to pack as well. So I did that with uh, similar with Mike. So my first, the first mill sim that I went to, I took, I think it was just short of sixteen thousand point three two BBs because <laughs> I was like five five bottles away. I think I used two thirds of a bottle max. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as as the kits progressed and and I've sort of managed to get hold of kit and 
you know, with COVID, been a little bit more time for for online shopping and Facebook Messenger and places like that for snapping some absolute bargains uh, on the marketplace and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then when I went through the kit and laid it all out of the garden and said, right, well, these are some of the bits that I need. I know Lance, you was helping me with things like, you know, how you're packing your, your sleeping bags and bits and bobs like that. And then yep. I sent a list of other stuff to, to Mr. Marden and said, well, you know, I've got this, 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 and this pack. My cook sets all in one rocket, so I know exactly where it is. This, that, and then, and what about these bits? And he's like, yeah, you don't need that. That's like, you know, I think I had an ankle holster. Do you know why? I don't know why I ended up buying that. It seemed like a good idea at the time. That's strong. That's um, strong. It's just like, ditch that out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go for the Glock 26 for a concealed at Longmore. You know, but it's like big binoculars, you know, other stuff. You know, if, if it calls for it on the event, then great. But then, you know, you're rocking some other kit, really, that, you know, did you're the, zooming um, in with, with technology, you know. Holster, did the ankle holster molly onto your um, sock suspender? I'm, I must admit, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I bought this ankle holster. I've got a beautiful, I bought the Glock uh, 26, little TM, because I felt sorry for it. It was the, it was like the baby runt in the, in the gun cabinet at the shop. So I bought it and uh, I got the ankle holster. Um, and my cars were too fat. <laughs> it didn't fit anyway. Oh, um, nine bolt. Oh, I think that little bit of uh, feedback's coming through again, mate. How is it, mate? I'll just, uh, well, just, like, just randomly, it's just stopped again. So, so yeah. So, you know, it, it does fit now. Um, but uh, no, don't don't need to. You know, there's other places to. You don't need to put it on the, on your ankle. And to be fair, if I needed to grab it quick. I can't get my trousers up that quick anymore. I'm 44. <laughs> it takes me 10 minutes to bend over at the best of events without my back going. So let alone getting, getting a concealed carry from down on my ankle. But, you know, it's that, that is it. It's that honest, like, ditch that. You don't need that. And it's, it's a perfect bit in, um, in a film platoon, you know, where, where Chris in it um, uh, and the other guy that, that, who, who's carrying too much kit and they're there with uh, with, with a, this, this sergeant and he's going ditch that scrap that don't need that I'll carry that for you I'm not, not going to carry it next time you don't need that shit bin that one off you know have you got something to keep you warm have you got something to fill your stomach have you got something to keep you dry have you got your weapon good the rest of it don't need yeah, it and, and that's those honest conversations you know it's like um, Saving Private Ryan isn't it where um, it's Corporal, Corporal Upham where he goes to get the <laughs> And he goes to get the translator and he's got all this kit like getting it already. And he's like, Well, one thing, private, you're not going to need any of that. So it's just like, bin, bin it off. <laughs> if you've got your eyes, it off. Yeah, you need that, bring that. You need your helmet, bring that. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's all really <clears> But yeah, for me, this is that, this is that whole, kit. you know, that whole ethos around what we're trying to deliver on this channel, mm. you know, with these broadcasts of having four guys that are at various different stages that go to your, you know, you, you, in your head, you're thinking, I'm going I'm to get through something much food together you don't you know you, you're carrying five days worth of food you're there for 36 yeah, hours you just got to think, you just you got know, to think about it and plan it you know what I mean? yeah what food are you going to eat what fast food is in there what what sugary snacks are going to give you a boost you know when you need your brew how are you going to get your brew down and how quick you're going to get it um and then the rest of it you know what stick it in the pile with the ankle holster and the binoculars and the you know the, the fucking periscope and god knows what else was in there um because you don't need it Exactly. And you're carrying what? dead weight, and it'll end up ruining your event. So, what what food would you bring with you, then? Well, if you could bring you one say. item of food, like like what's what's your go-to for a Milton? Oh, I'm a Domino's. <laughs> if I had to, it'd be a packet of beef jerky for me. Yeah, so, so long. See, it's I, really I, weird. I, so. I'd, I'd go, go for drink. I'd go for drink over food all, all weekend long. Um, for me, I, I you know I always bring my, my big bottle of Thai food with me. Um, instant tea. It's got its own unique taste. It's not for everyone, but for me, it just you know that is for me. It just keeps me going. You know, and just just cups of tea. You know, a cup of tea before I go to bed because it means that I've you know when I'm putting my head down at night, it means I'm nice and warm. Um, and that just helps throughout the night. First thing in the morning, again, just, you know, get, get, get your fluids in, you know, get your, get your core temperature back up on that again. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I would take a, a bottle of Thai food over, um, over food, to be fair. So I, I never thought that I'd actually even bother drinking any of these when they come in the MREs. Mm. But it's amazing how much these drop back a little bit of, a bit of pizzazz into you. So it's the same as, as things like, you know, bottles of Powerade or whatever. It's your, it's your, 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 your sort of, 
I don't know, the bit, little bits that give you a bit of spritz uh, and add a bit of flavour to the water that you're drinking, and it does lift you up. Um, and then just some bits like these, really, you know, it's the teriyaki beef stick um, yeah. from an MRE. Um, and then the other thing that I took along, which I actually got through quite a few of on Longmore, is the, uh, I mean, old man has them in the cupboard, and he has boxes of these things because they're always on offer, um, as does, <laughs> is the, the Belvita biscuits, where you get three three breakfast biscuits in a pack um, and they're like vanilla flavour or they do like a chocolate chip one. I was literally, I was just grabbing some of those. Some of the other guys were stopping having a proper bit of food and that and I'm just, three biscuits, having a brew and it's like Mike says, you know, I've got enough. I could spend seven days in the wilderness and walk out of it and no one would notice the difference. They'd say, oh, here comes Paul again. You know, I'm not going to be like a bag of bones. I can carry it but if I haven't got a drink, headaches kick in. You know, yeah, uh, and yeah, that, that happened. That's the hydration side of it. You've got to stay exactly, and that happened at the apocalypse one. The, the, the first one that I ever did at uh, apocalypse, where I was with Richie Bear, and he was like, "Let's have something to eat." And, oh, I'm really not hungry. I'll, let's go and get a drink. And I'm like, oh, "Come on, let's." You know, I'm dressed up like a like a well, well I don't even know what I was dressed up. I had the full outfit on with the with the Afghan hat and everything, walking around, um, and I wasn't taking in the fluids. And I learned a really hard lesson because I woke up um, Saturday morning after getting a couple of hours shut eye. And it was it was banging to the point that I was just sat in our base, and I, I was like, "Just go without me, Rich." Yeah, it, it is yeah. what it feels like. And then, you know, he came up to me. He said, "What, what have you had to drink?" I said, well, "I haven't had much to be." It's just get some fluid in you. Sit yeah. there, have a cup of tea. When you think you're sick of drinking tea or coffee and bottle of water, drink some more. Drink some more. Drink some more. To the point that you think you're going to throw up. And then you're back up. Yeah. I think. I think equally, Lance, I think, you know, I think me and you had this conversation before equally how it's getting back from patrol, but it's stocking up when you're out on patrol as well. Um, you know, and I think, again, it's, it's horses for horses, whatever floats your boat. That, you know, I, I know, Lance, you, you would normally have like a bit of a, a camelback, um, you know, with a, with a couple of litres of water on you. Um, yeah. I, that, that, that's not my preference, but I would take an energy drink or something like that. Um, but yeah, really, really important that you know you consider that, or and definitely for a mill sim that you know you could be out on patrol for several hours. You know, I remember when when I made a bit of a faux pas on a mill sim many, many years ago that I think we was out on patrol at night for like seven hours um, and come back absolutely dead, absolutely dead. And I ended up having to to go home because I felt so bad and it was almost like you know my children was acting out and I didn't because I just hadn't looked after myself. You know, I hadn't listened and. Like Paul said, you know, you just get a little bit hung up on the adrenaline, you crack on and you, you keep going and keep going. And then all of a sudden you just crash and you're in a bad place. So I think that whole piece around, you know, fluid for the weekend so important, whether you're, you know, you're chilling out. Because I mean, I, um, I Camelback for me personally. I mean, I've got, um, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a typical Camelback there, um, which is like your three litre Camelback, which I'll take. And they usually go on the back of my rig or you, it comes out, you put the... Um, shoulder straps there so you can actually wear it like a, as a backpack and it, you can remove it and this that and the other or you can molly it to the back of your rig um, and I'd have that as like my water for me but then if I've got a day sack I'll also take two litres of water for um, the team that's with me as well so if anyone's can just them bottles of water there be for the eight man team that I'll be, with, I'll be with and I'd expect the lads to take at least one bottle one litre each with them uh, and, and possibly uh, one more if they can especially in the hot weather as well when you're out and about all day long um, it's really important. So, I mean, I'll take, I'll be carrying five litres of water on me if we go out on patrol all the time. So, the other thing that I used Recently, to sort of stick around is like the, um, you know, like the Tunnock's wafers, you know, the, the, the yep. company that sold over a million of these wafers consistently since 19, whatever. Mm. I don't know how they do it, but so I have some of those and then out of some of the rat packs, things like these. Oh, yeah, sesame bars. Yeah. yeah um, and like that, which is just like a basically a solid fruit. Nice bit of sugar, uh, and I'm never really usually a fan of this sort of stuff. But that's the tropical fruit and nut mix. Yep, that's cool. out of some MREs. Just things like that. Just uh, and even if it's like a little, bit, we joked about Harry bows and things. You know, have a, oh, have man. a have some well, Harry bows on you. Yeah, I always um, carry sweets with me. Uh, always carry sweets. I've actually um, what I've done is I've actually made up a, a, a I've, you know, I've got a British Army. I've got a full British Army ration pack here. Which obviously I've opened just to look in it, but I've got a full pack here. But I'd also, I mean, what I'd like to do uh, is almost a challenge for the you three guys as well as myself and anybody else who wants to get involved with it, is to actually sort of replicate a ration pack um, off the high street for under ten pounds. So a twenty-four hour wrap pack for under a tenner. So that would be 
Uh, two primary main meals, um, a dessert if you can, your brew kit, snack throughout the day for under a tenner. If, um, if anyone wants to accept the championship and then obviously start a show next week. Um, That's next week's homework. But I mean, Jesus. for example, for me, I, mean, <laughs> I thought for I'd a, grown out of that. For a, um, <laughs> let me just uh, pop this down here. So, I mean, from, if I'm making my own ration packs up, uh, I'm not going to really, I don't mean to name drop, but millets for their, well, not necessarily millets, but wayfarer meals. I've yeah. not had a bad. What ones going. you got there, mate? Let's let's pay trumps. What you got? I've got uh, my favourite one, which is beans and burgers with the face. Yeah, and I've got, uh, meatballs and pasta. Uh, I've got a chicken curry, with potato and rice. The, the but the best one I've had is the chicken tikka masala and rice. That is the business. But um, I'm digressing. So there's your two main meals for the day. There, ninety-nine p store, beef jerky. Um, are you talking about these wayfarers i don't know when you jumped on and got these but i mean this is a chocolate pudding one i don't know how that got in there um but like the all-day breakfast and all that i think they were they were something like two quid or whatever they were on like like a bargain bucket price well i know at the millets millets were doing a sale and i'm I'm pretty sure they're still doing it but if you buy one you get one half price and i think they're usually five pound i think for a meal so you're getting a basically you can get two meals for 750 which is really, you know, which is for that is really good because then you, obviously the rest of your money, it's um, if you're going to do these the homemade rations, it's cheap. So the US better. ones come off a little bit more plain than that. So you get basically you get that, which is uh, a barbecue rib, and right, then okay. with that comes that. So that's that's your USMRE with some yeah. sweets, um, and then obviously you've got your firm favourites there, which is the this is the British MREs. The steak, veg, and dumplings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice, that one. Um, and your, your sticky toffee pudding. Again, I don't know how that got in there. Um, but it did, anyway. Save that one for later. Those, those always sound a lot better than I usually find they are, though. The desserts. So, yeah. I've so, got very, very low expectations. <laughs> so ginger, pudding. ginger pudding is the business. It's good. So just taking a step back then, so Lance has sort of laid down a little bit of a challenge to anyone on the channel, including ourselves. Um, Mike, you're right, obviously, just to put it in the comments after the stream is finished. And just obviously, you know, to sort of spend five minutes of, of next week's um, stream, just going through what, what people, or did they find it possible to pull together um, a 24-hour ration pack for less than a tenner based on bits off the high street? Yep. Cool. I mean, I'll tell you what, there's options galore out there, aren't there? I mean, there's multi packs. You know, there's little pot of fruits there. So you, you in, the, in the Brit uh, rat packs, you can get the uh, fruit explosion. It's like a baby tube of, of fruit yep. puree. I mean, there's a substitute there. I mean, it's literally a fruit salad, and it's also a bit of liquid in there. So you've got hydration as well as a bit of a meal. Um, again, the pound shop. You, I think you can get a tray of forty strawberry jams for a quid. Another little energy boost. Something to bear in mind. And they're easy to scoop out on a spoon, aren't they? And just go with that. There's a drink and a meal in one there, an Oxo cube and hot water. Perfect little drink for a cold night. Uh, the northern side coming through, is it? No. And, <laughs> and like said, the, the three-in-one coffees, mate. I mean, this is probably... I mean, you can get 12 of those. There's a three-in-one coffee, sugar and milk powder. Three-in-one. You can get 12 of these sachets for one pound in the pound shop or 99p store. And the same again, obviously, with um, hot chocolates, instant hot chocolate. I mean, it's perfect, really. If you if you want a bit of a budget, and, and these are delicious, but I mean, I've... I'm addicted to these, and I get the ump if they haven't got them in stock. Not that I condone that sort of behaviour, but the other thing that I always did as well when I was leading up to my first couple of meal sims, um, you go out and you, you you grab yourself a Costa, yeah, you know, and while you're in say, there, you a few sachets of sugar, or the, um, yeah, they do the cocoa powder, just so you can spray a bit of cocoa powder on top of your, you know, if you're having a cappuccino or whatever it might be, which does sound yep. very European and continental for a meal sim, I know, but... You know things like that. Your pepper, your salts. If you if you're out somewhere and you're having having something, grab a couple of extra sachets of brown sauce um, or ketchups because it, it is those little comforts. You know, Paul's gonna live when off condiments and vinegar. I think <laughs> I am. Do you remember that thing with, with Mickey Flanagan <laughs> just, saying just that he, he couldn't help but Nick, he couldn't help but Nick pork pies, Mickey Flanagan. Um, I think that's me. I think you know every every time I go somewhere, I walk out with a pocket full of stuff. 
it's, it's, a really, it's a really good point though, isn't it? Because I think, you know, Ragefile popped something in there earlier saying, you know, what 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 are the treats that you, you sort of, you know, you take take to a meal sim? And I think something like that is just some of those, like say, those little what, creature comforts, isn't it? Little morale boosters, as much as, you know, lighting a fire or, you know, having a cup of tea, you know, sometimes it's just those little, little reminders of this is a nice little treat and something that comes in a sachet, you know, whether it be brown sauce or, you know, some pepper or something silly like that, it makes such such a difference doesn't it yeah it's like the little kick yes. of tabascos that you get in the british mre's and that you know exactly i'm not yeah, a fan of tabascos but if you find some of it's not particularly too flavoursome and to be fair you know for what you're paying and what you're getting they, they, right, they're not going to be like a five-star michelin cooked dinner but you know I've, I've eaten worse i'll tell you that i've eaten a lot worse and and sometimes yeah, that little sprinkle of tabasco in there just gives it a little bit of a zhuzh that that sort of livens it up a bit, you know? Yep. Um, and that's coming from someone that's not a fan of Tabasco. I... Talking of other treats, I always buy a bag of Tesco fruit drops. They are something of like pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always have a bag of them on me, always. And there is always a point where there's just someone that's just like, oh, I've had enough of this. I'm tired, you know, not, not taking their hits or whatever. I'm like, just have a sweet. And honestly, their face, their little face just lights up. And it makes everything <laughs> better. You know, if you've got someone there, and I've had it on um, some of the events that I've been to with guys that, you know, we've not known before the event. Um, and having a little bag of sweets, you're like, oh, do you want a, do you want a sweet? And everyone's like, yeah, I'll have a sweet. And it just, it's, it's like a little icebreaker. It kind of makes people feel better about things. And I've had genuinely, I had one massive bloke, this bloke came up to me like, oh, mate, can I have another one? Because my mate wants one as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a, a program. It's like a bit of a documentary sort of thing around um, the US fighting in Iraq or whatever it was. Um, and interestingly enough, so obviously they've got their MREs that they carry around and all that. But they had similar to what we've got over here, like the Capri Suns. Had a couple of Capri Suns chucked in their bag, you know. Nice. And, and it's like an instant shot of juice. But then once it's done, the packaging collapses down to next to nothing. It is literally like a like a flat sachet of, of well, just empty in it. And and it was just those, you know, just a quick. It gets your taste buds going, yeah, um, and it just, it just sort of gets you going again, doesn't it? Yeah, them, that's, They're lovely. That's then fruit explosions are bang on. That, Absolutely, that is my, that is my uh, Achilles heel of the ration pack. Is that, uh, I'd fight for one of them. If someone's got one, then I would pay good money for one of those fruit explosions because the purees. Because I don't know what it is about them. Because it, essentially, it's just pureed fruit, like baby food. But that's just what it is, mate. You taste your back. Oh, that's good. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> Perhaps that's what we do then. We'll get a few of those, put them in the middle where a uh, fuel dump used to be and just go, right, game on and see who gets there first. I'll be pegging it. Just there, like. Just covering it. That's like you're milking a cow. Like, eh, juice, juice shoots all over your head. Just dripping off your nose and your ears and everything. Yeah, just uh, right, on that note, we should probably call it. What have you been doing? It was a fire explosion. Oh, like that. Someone comes up to you go, not again, Lance, not again. <laughs> I thought we were over this. <laughs> I've relapsed. <laughs> right, so for next week, we've got a challenge. 24-hour meal sim kit, ration pack for less than a tenner. So what, what have we got to include, Lance? We've got to have two meals. Well, I'd say there's got to be at least two primary meals in there. It's got to have a brew kit for the day, or for the 24 hours, should I say, and obviously any snacks or any bits and bobs that you think you might need to keep you going through, through that time period. So... Yeah, be interesting to see what the combinations people come up with and uh, what works best. And uh, obviously, if they can, like produce a list and obviously where they can, where you can get these bits and bobs from. Because I'm sure there's probably stuff that I haven't seen before that other people have that that would work well in a in a wrap pack. And you know, obviously, bearing in mind what you're going to be able to cook it on. So don't just like take a picture of a like a an eight ninety nine ribeye steak and just go yeah, there you go. Because it's like, no, don't be a dickhead. <laughs> It won't fit in my jet foil. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the other things though, they tell at the uh, the service stations. I think they're like quid or whatever and you get them and you, it's essentially like you brush your teeth with them. It's like they're, they're little. Have you seen them? Uh, I lost you there, mate. You could, you could have said anything then, but you ended up brushing your teeth with it. <laughs> Are we there? 
Know, That's in your back, Paul. Is that, is that, is that your <laughs> cough? <laughs> yeah, it's because I mentioned service stations. Obviously, they jumped in and, and canned yeah. it. Well, not again. Yeah. He's he's touting for business. You could have said the um, cashier's ball bag, and then <laughs> and then you brush your teeth with it. I was like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, you get them. They're like a quid, and you 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 just chuck them in, and it, you basically you just you, you chew on it for a little while, and it's brushing your teeth. Um, oh, just have a couple yeah, of those I in there. You know? We used to get them in the club in the freshen up, man. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, you didn't get cut off as soon as I mentioned service stations <laughs> and truckers. I get binned. <laughs> Right, and wearing next week so is Paul with his ankle. Else, shut up. If anyone else wants out, if any of our audience wants to uh to join in the little challenge by I mean sending your pictures, um you can send them to us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, email. Um all those are in the links in the description, which will be on the YouTube, but it's basically just search November Foxtrot on any one of those things and look for the little orange fox. Um, if anyone wants to come up with a name for the fox, um, we've been having a few conversations about potential names. Um, so, yeah, if anyone's got a name to name our fox, you might win a prize as well. Um, Ooh, yeah, send, send us in what you think. Yeah. It could be the fox that keeps crapping on my drive. There you go. You can win that. <laughs> <laughs> you win a fox. That's the actual that's the prize. You win the fox that's been crapping on Paul's driveway in bits. Cool. <laughs> Right, and on that awesome. note, next week we are talking about uh boots, I believe, and shoes, socks, and all things to do with feet. Um, because right. we're nice, nice segue from food to cheese, you know, that's what we're doing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, join us then. We'll be back at eight o'clock. Um, in the meantime, if anyone wants to ask us any questions, do so on the chat. Uh, obviously, you've got all of our Instagram handles there on our, on our um, screens as well, so ping us individual messages if you want to. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye, bye. See you later.